0: Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in game week 32 on Sun Dream Team. I'm going to give you a quick team update as well to show you how my best teams are getting on. And we're going to have a little look at the fixtures as well because we have just six game weeks left of the season. And we've got one game week left until we get our new allocation of transfers. And that allocation has got to last us till the end of the season as well. So we're just going to go over the fixtures and have a little look at some longish term planning as well. So we'll start with these team updates. Uh, This is my vlog team, and we've got 133 points for the game week, which was massive. Um, One of my best game weeks, I think, this season. Um, I was 64th for the week overall, um, so a pretty good score. My total points is 2,278, and this game week has taken me from 1K down to 515th. Um, So yeah, pretty much halved my rank this game week, so pretty good. I did get down to about... 600-ish at some point, um, but then I shot straight back up to above 1k. So need to focus on staying around this sort of level um, and not creeping back up again. So hopefully I can finish inside the top 500 uh, at this point. But yeah, really good game week. So I had the um, Haring goal who got me four points. Had a Kanji at centre back who got me eight points. He got one clean sheet against Sheffield United. had uh, Trent Alexander Arnold who got me nine points. I bought him in for Ake recently. Um, and he's been brilliant so he got um i think he's got five assists in his last four games um and got two assists this game week john stones i've recently bought him in as well um, i think that was this month and since having him he's been really good as well so he got a goal against arsenal unfortunately um and since i've had him he's got two goals and an assist as well so he's really chipping in with those attacking returns uh, bruno fernandez in midfield he got just the eight points for an assist yesterday against spurs um, 15 points from De Bruyne again, another player getting a load of points against my team Arsenal. Uh, De Bruyne he got two goals and an assist, and then Riyad Mahrez. So I was losing patience with him in the last video. Um, if I had transfers, I'd be look, I'd have been looking to get him out. Um, I always was going to keep him just for that Sheffield United game, especially as he hadn't been playing the other fixtures. Um, but glad I kept hold of him because 28 points and a hat trick was ridiculous. Uh, took a penalty in that game as well with Haaland on the pitch. So just pretty much everything went right for people that had Mares in their team. Uh, Bukayo Saka, obviously a really, really disappointing week for Arsenal. Um, and a pretty disappointing week for Saka to be honest as well. He wasn't very good against Man City, um, yet no one was really. Uh, but in that Southampton game, that 3-3 free, free draw, he did get a goal and an assist and 10 points. So come out of that dodgy game week for Arsenal with 10 points is pretty good. Um Salah got a goal, he got eight points. Uh Harry Kane managed a goal and an assist in two games where Kane well Tottenham got pretty much battered in that and he still came away with 18 points. Um and then Haaland got 17 points, he got a goal and two assists. So but it was just De Gea and a Kanji from my whole team that didn't get attacking returns this week. So all round a really good game week. Um I've got no transfers left, so there's there's no moves that I'm gonna be making this month. Just looking at the team though and maybe heading into may um i'm pretty happy with how this is lined up to be honest the only the only person i'd be kind of looking at to maybe move on would be um Bokario saka just because we'll go to it later in the video but um arsenal have a lack of fixtures now to, through to the end of the season whereas there's some players like city players west ham players and even man united players that have quite a few more fixtures than arsenal so I will potentially be looking to move Saka on, um, but we'll go on to the potential options a little bit later. Um, And then maybe Marcus Rashford. So um, he was injured. I took him out as soon as he got injured. Um, I think I brought Kane in for him in this team, or it might have been Salah. Completed the Salah-Kane-Harland front three anyway when Rashford got injured. Uh, Rashford is back, and he did... I think he scored and got an assist last night, and he's looking pretty good. He played the full 90 minutes as well, so uh, probably no injury concerns with him. So. He might be someone that could come back to hurt me. He's going to have more fixtures than Salah and Kane this month. So I will keep an eye on Rashford and potentially maybe look to get him back in my team. Let us know in the comments below how your team got on this game week. Um, And then I'll move on to my uh, second best team then. So in this one, um, I went for the full city block. I was quite far behind, so I tried to do something a little bit different to try and climb up those... uh, Plumb up those rankings, it hasn't worked completely yet, but 96 points for the game week, Uh, total points is 2,207, Uh, so Edison in goal got me no points, Akanji 8, Diaz minus 1, Laporte 8 and Stones 8, then it looks pretty familiar, so I've got De Bruyne with 15, Bruno with 8, got Grealish in this team instead of Mahrez, so it didn't work out too well this week, but Grealish has been probably the better pick the previous week so he got seven points and then in the front three is the same Salah, Kane and Haaland um, so yeah total points 2207 the rank didn't really move much this week so from 1.8 to 1.7k um, I do have two transfers left in this team I'm happy to stick with this back line to be honest as we'll find out later in the video City have got a ridiculous amount of games compared to everyone else still uh, where they potentially could be in the Champions League final if they get past Real Madrid in that two leg tie Um, and they've got an FA Cup final coming up as well. So loads of games still for City. That back line's going to be fine. Um, I may may look to bring maybe another City player in, or potentially Rashford again, like I said in the previous team. Um, But at the moment, I think I'm going to leave it one more week. I'm in no rush with this team to make any crazy changes for this game week. So I think I'll let it run um, and then use those extra two to prepare for May. Right, so Game Week 32, uh, we have a few teams that double in Game Week 32, so ideally you'd be looking to target those. We have Man City, Liverpool, United, West Ham and Brighton all double in this Game Week. We're going to come on to them individually and look at some players that we could be targeting from those teams. But then I've got the fixture ticker up from FF Stuff at the moment. And looking ahead to May, um, Oh, you can go on to ffstuff.co.uk for that one. Have a little look at their fixture ticker and start planning out your moves a bit better. Um, But looking ahead to May, we're going to really want to take a long term approach now because we've got one game week left until we get our new transfers, and then our May transfers have to last us not only through May but for those cup finals as well. So the FA Cup final, uh, Europa League Conference final, if you've got West Ham players, and maybe the Champions League final with Man City get through to that as well, beating Real Madrid. So if we look ahead to May. Teams that have the most fixtures in May would be Manchester City uh, with seven and then this could be up to nine if they get, uh, so, sorry, it's seven in May, shown on this ticker. Um, It'll be eight if you include the FA Cup final and it'll be nine if they get through to the Champions League final. So Man City clear with a potential nine fixtures um, till the end of the season or, or from May to the end of the season. And then you've got Chelsea, who have just the five fixtures. United have five, but that'll be six, including the FA Cup final. West Ham have six in May, and that'll be seven if they get through to the uh, Europa League Conference final. Brighton have six fixtures in May, and then Newcastle have five fixtures in May. All the other teams will have just the four fixtures in May. um, And obviously we've got single game weeks and double game weeks in 32 as well to look at so you can see all of that on ff stuff they haven't added the uh, cup finals in yet obviously the fa cup final um, and we don't know if there's going to be premier league teams in those european finals yet but it's something to consider um, and i'll I'll just show you um, something in the rules as well it was the guys at dream team tonic podcast that um, kind of brought this to my attention really from one of their podcast episodes but this is in the rules um, so transfer allowance um, it's always important to have a little read of the rules but the transfer allowance so transfer periods typically begin at 7am on the first Friday of each calendar month with the last period opening on the 5th of May 2023 and then just below that here they've got the uh, transfer period calendar and you can see there so you get your last five lot of transfers on the 5th of May 2023 and they've got a last due until the 10th of june 2023 which i'm assuming is one of those cup final dates um so yeah any any transfers that you get in may have got to last you till the end of the season you're not going to get any new ones in june to to use specifically on those cup finals so just one extra thing to consider when you're making your moves these will be your next this la- next five transfers will be your last five transfers for the season All right now on to the best teams to target for game week 32 Um, And we're also going to take a longer term approach, as I said, looking towards May as well. But I can't look outside of Manchester City in the minute. At the minute, they've got the most fixtures by far of any team. Um, And it just, if they get through to that Champions League final, which I think they're going to be probably a good favourite to do now um, with the form that they're on. um, They could have potentially nine fixtures left. So they won 3-0 against Sheffield United in that FA Cup game. And, of course, they done my team, Arsenal, 4-1. Really, really convincing win for Manchester City. Arsenal just weren't in the game at all. Got completely schooled. Um, And you you have to say that that probably is uh, the title race done, to be honest. Um, So, yeah, City are two points behind with two games in hand. But they'd be four points clear if they do win those fixtures. And there's 17 games uh, unbeaten. So yes, yeah, it's, it's not looking good. But if you have city players in your dream team, then it is looking good. Um, and one of the players that's looking really, really good at the minute, and I think he is essential till till the end of the season, to be honest. And he probably has been for quite a while now. Is Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so he got fifteen points this game week, two goals, one assist, um, and just absolutely ran the show against uh against Arsenal. And yeah, one one thing I I I'd kind of liked about this Arsenal team is that. I kind of thought that Erdegaard looked like he could sort of be that um, De Bruyne player for us and he does really do it against these like smaller teams but you could just see the difference when we played against Manchester City that Kevin De Bruyne does grab the game by the scruff of the neck on those big occasions and deliver and he was so, so good in that game. Um, he's the highest scoring midfielder on Dream Team at the minute and he's averaging 5.5 points per game across the whole season. Um, just a ridiculous uh, return from him nine goals and 26 assists for the season so yeah if you haven't got him I'd be trying to find a way to get Kevin De Bruyne in your team he's really expensive though at the minute Uh, currently I'm not sure if the prices have updated yet but he's at 8.1 million very very expensive but to be honest he's someone that I always want to have in my team on Dream Team he delivers every single season Um, and then Haaland haven't really got to say much about Haaland, 17 points uh, this game week, a goal, two assists and a star man, just the one goal actually is quite uh, quite low for Haaland but done it again, just absolutely dominated Arsenal um, and he's on 49 goals for the season, uh, eight assists as well so I expect that you've got him in already. Mahrez, it's a tough one now because I... I was getting frustrated with him. I was probably close to moving him out. I was always going to keep him for that FA Cup game, but he, he's being rotated for the big games. But with this many fixtures coming along, like I've got the fixture ticker at the bottom here, there's every chance, even if he doesn't get chosen for the, the bigger game, he could be chosen for what's viewed as the lesser game, and he can still deliver. So I may still look to keep him. But Bernardo Silva is looking like he's the favourite on that right wing at the minute. And then Phil Foden is coming back as well. So Foden can play off both sides. He might take a few minutes off Grealish. He will take a few minutes off Mares as well. Um, but he does deliver these big hauls um, every couple of games or every a few games. You've got to stick with him through the, through the no-pointers. Um, and sometimes he delivers these double figures. So it's it's a bit of a risk. There's a lot of rotation there. But I think I might potentially still keep him just because they've got so, so many fixtures. Might be a bit more difficult to justify bringing him in, but if you do have him currently, I think I would just be keeping him for a little bit longer. So they've got Fulham away in the next game, West Ham at home in the one after that, uh, in that double game week. And they've got Leeds at home, Real Madrid away, Everton away, Real Madrid at home, Chelsea at home, Brighton away, and Brentford away. So if you look at that, I mean they could see they could see Real Madrid obviously as being the bigger game. So maybe Mares gets Leeds at home, which Leeds at home looks like a really, really good fixture. You've got Everton in between the two Real Madrid games, so maybe he gets that game as well. Um, or even Chelsea at home after Real Madrid. So even if he can get any of those games either side of the Real Madrid fixture, I still think he could get a good, a good amount of points in that so yeah Morris if you have got him I think I probably would be sticking with him at this point um as disappointed as I was with him then let's talk about the city defense then so uh they lined up with Kyle Walker Laporte Akanji Lewis and Gomez in that Sheffield United game uh quite a bit of rotation there but Laporte and Akanji were um some regular starters really. So if you did have either of those, you would have been quite happy to get the points there. And then for that Arsenal game, um, I did think this would happen. Kyle Walker was brought in, probably to deal with the speed of uh Martinelli. So they had Walker, Stones, Diaz, and Akanji. Um Akanji was on that left side where Aki would usually be. Um and so yeah, they, they did a really good job in that game, but just weren't good enough to keep out Rob Holding. What a finish from Rob Holding. Uh, more Premier League goals than Richarlison this season. He's prolific. He's prolific holding. He he might not be able to defend that well, but he's got a finish on him. Um, So one thing to note about this defence, although Walker has now started back-to-back games, I think he was always going to play that Sheffield United game. kind of think that he might have just got brought in for this Arsenal game to deal with their pace, and I'm not so sure that he would be uh, sort of regular starting defender in that team so just one thing to consider if you are looking at bringing him in because he is a little bit cheaper than some of the other defenders for City um, but there's plenty of fixtures again and a bit like Mares, if he doesn't start the, the big game he'll probably start the other game in between but looking at those Real Madrid fixtures they probably will do the same thing um, I think they've got Vinicius Jr on that left hand side um, so they could be looking to bring Walker in for that game to try and deal with his pace so it's not a bad pick but i just Just bear in mind that he probably isn't the usual starter and they seem to specifically use him for certain games to deal with people's pace. So I'd probably choose other people before choosing Walker. And one of the people that I would choose um, or look to choose from Man City is John Stones at the minute. He's just been ridiculous. Um, He's hit form at the right time. He's got a goal against Arsenal. Like I said, he's got two goals and um, an assist in his last four games. I think there was a goal against Arsenal. Uh, goal against Leicester and he got the assist against Bayern. I think it was in that first Champions League leg. So yeah, delivering in the big moments as well, Stones going forward, and he's a class defender. So yeah, I think he's a really good pick in this city defence. And then I'd probably say Diaz, Akanji, and Laporte in no particular order. Um yeah, and like I said, Walker I think is a little bit specific to what sort of game's playing. I think that Diaz, Akanji, Laporte, and Stones will probably get the most minutes. Um, And then I'll just chuck Jack Grealish in there. Um, Fairly quiet week for him with seven points. He got one assist. But he has been just getting ratings every single game and chipping in with attacking returns. It does look really, really good at the minute. And what a shithouse he was in that Arsenal game. Just smashing Arsenal players, starting on Arsenal players, grabbing party by the neck. And if he's in trouble, the big man Harland just comes out of nowhere, looks after him. Yeah. His big bully behind him but it's quite funny to see to be fair right then we'll go on to liverpool next um but before we do if you enjoyed the video so far please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with the latest sun dream team content and if you're listening on spotify as well please do give us a follow on there Um, so liverpool they've got spurs at home and fulham at home in Their double game week this week. Uh, Two home fixtures and they've been really, really good at home. Um, They got a 3-2 win against Forest at home in the last game. So they are conceding goals. Um, And they managed to beat uh, West Ham, who are in quite good form at the minute. They beat them 2-1 away. Um, So they are on a bit of a good run at the minute, Liverpool. Um, Not keeping clean sheets, but they are looking really, really good going forward. Um, They've got six games left this season. And they've got four for May. So they've got this double um, at the moment. And then they've got four fixtures left in May. So not the most fixtures of of other teams. But there are some gems in there still. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, obviously, he's not going to have the fixtures of a Man United or a Man City. But he is starting to get those attacking returns now. He's got the taste for it. He's playing in that midfield role. And he does seem a lot, lot better there um, as a dream team asset. So he's got five assists in his last four games. No clean sheets in any of those, but he managed to hit ratings in all of them. So he's got three points, seven points, four points and five points. So that's the great thing about Trent. If they're not keeping clean sheets, he's still getting points. And when they finally do get those clean sheets, he should be able to get quite a good haul, hopefully, if he can get an attacking return as well. Um, and the fixtures are looking good. They've got loads of home games. So they face Spurs at home, Fulham at home and Brentford at home. Three home games in a row. They've got away an away game at Leicester. They've got a home game to Villa. And then they face Southampton on the last game of the season. Um, that is away. And Southampton could potentially be down in that one already. Um, so who knows how that one might go. I think Liverpool, if they are... I don't think it's looking likely at all now but they're going to have to pretty much win every single game if they want even a chance of getting Champions League um, and they're still going to be wanting a push for um, some sort of European football so I think with this fixture run they could have a good chance of getting it still um, so even though there aren't as many fixtures there I do think there's a good chance there'll be a lot of points scored from Liverpool in this run so Robertson's another player that I'm going to mention. Nowhere near as good as Trent in my eyes as a Dream Team asset, but he has been getting attacking returns as well. So he's a bit of a cheaper option. Um, he's got back-to-back assists this game week. Uh, he's a differential now, I must say, but in my opinion, I don't think he looks better than having like a, a city defender that has the extra fixtures. There's obviously a chance that he might get attacking returns, but I probably would be going for Trent if I could afford him. Mohamed Salah, though, I think he's a perfectly good player to own. And as you've obviously seen, I've got him in my team. So he got a goal against Forest. He did blank against West Ham. Um, If you're comparing him to Harry Kane, for example, um, for the rest of the running, um, he does have an extra game over Harry Kane. And I do think the fixtures do look a lot better for Liverpool. Uh, But as as we've seen with Kane, he can obviously get points in those bigger games. Um, But if you're comparing Kane, Salah, Rashford, for example, um Salah has two games less than Rashford, so there's a lot to think about. Rashford's gonna have more games, Kane's gonna have less games. I still think there's nothing wrong with having Salah for this run. Um Liverpool have scored 13 goals in the last four games as well, so their attack is really clicking. Um they're playing Salah, Gakpo, Jota, it looks like in most games. I thought there'd be a lot more rotation than there actually has been, to be honest. Um, with the amount of options they've got. They've got like Luis Diaz. Um, I think Firmino's injured. Um, Diaz is definitely back. Uh, Darwin's not really been getting that many minutes. Um, And one thing that surprised me, I put a tweet out about it, but Jota kind of wasn't wanting to tip Jota really because I did think that he was an obvious rotation risk with all the other options they do have on that side. He's been playing off the left. Um, But where I was worried about minutes, I just thought I'd have a little look because he does seem to be starting a lot of games. I was surprised to see Jota has started seven games in a row. which is pretty ridiculous to be fair and he's, he looks really really good didn't get a goal in that West Ham game but it was very close Um, got two goals against Forest he got two goals against Leeds the week before that so I mean, he is a decent de- uh differential it's just you're gonna have to lose one of those big hitters um to get him in your side and he does have less games so it's a bit of a risk but he is looking really good um Gakpo as well, he scored a really good goal against West Ham, Um, he got a goal and assist the week before against Leeds, so I'd go for Jota if you're going to choose one of the two, but both are looking good options and that Liverpool attack are looking pretty good at the minute and the fixtures are good too, so just something to consider, the rotation might not be as bad as it potentially looks. Then on to Man United then, so they've got a double game week this week, they face Villa at home and Brighton away. They have eight games remaining, so they have, um, it said seven on FF stuff, but I forgot they've got that um, FA Cup final, so they've got a really good run, and they've got more fixtures than most other teams, so they've got five games in May, um, but from now until the end of the season, they face Villa at home, Brighton away, West Ham away, so it does start pretty tough with those first three fixtures, you'd have to say Villa, Brighton, West Ham. Defensively, I'd be a little bit worried, but man, United are looking a... Pretty good going forward, so I think there could be goals there, but I've got Watkins at the minute, Brighton. Brighton, you you might have expected them to score in the uh, in that semi-final game, but it was a nil-nil, so there could be a chance of getting a clean sheet there. Um, and with West Ham away, West Ham are scoring goals at the minute as well, so the first three games don't look great for defence, but then it does get quite a bit better. So Wolves at home, Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home and Fulham at home. So it starts off a little bit difficult for the defence, Um, but then does get a lot better towards the end of the month. So I think there's nothing wrong with choosing Man United players still through to the end of the season. Uh, Last two results was that 0-0 against uh, Brighton. And then yesterday it was a 2-2 draw against Spurs. They were 2-0 up and they kind of did throw it away a little bit. Spurs did come back. Um, They started um, the same back line for both of these uh, matches. They had David De in goal, wan Lindelof, Shaw at centre-back and then Dalo playing at left-back. Same for both of these fixtures. So despite there being quite a few injuries, defence still picking up points here and there. So not as bad as it first looked when they had um, Varane and Martinez out. Shaw was out for a little while, but he's back. He's back at playing at centre-back, so I'll come on to him in a minute. But the first two places that I'm going to look for, players from Man United to target, would be Rashford. Um, so he got a goal and an assist against Spurs, 10 points. Paid the full 90. He's looking sharp. I was worried that when he did come back from injury, he probably wouldn't be playing every game and they might manage his minutes. But he's come back firing, to be honest, and he probably is uh, back to full fitness, really. So I wouldn't be against bringing Rashford back in if you haven't got him already. Like I said, he's got more games than a Salah or a Kane. You're not going to take Harland out, to be honest. So it would be a really a a choice between Salah and uh, Kane especially in my team um, and it's something to think about really with those extra fixtures Bruno Fernandes he's another one um, he got an assist in that game against Spurs got a rating against Brighton I do think that he's will expect more uh, more points from him in this run coming up than he has got previously just because he should be playing more attacking now that uh, Ericsson's back Casemiro's back as well um, so I expect that we we'll probably will see a few more attacking returns from Bruno. And he was unlucky. He hit the crossbar as well yesterday against Spurs. So back playing more advanced in that like number 10 position. I think we're going to see a lot more points for Bruno Fernandes. Uh, maybe this weekend and looking towards May as well. So I think Bruno's a really good pick to stick with. And then defensively, so Luke Shaw. He's been playing at centre-back with Lindelof. Um, obviously, well, it looks like Maguire's out as well now. But they've got Martinez and Varane out. But even though he is playing at centre-back, normally I'd prefer a winger over a centre-back. Obviously, short left-back looks like a much better option. But he did get a rating against Spurs, even though he conceded twice. He's still taking corners and set-pieces as well, which just seems strange for a centre-back. But I suppose if he take, puts a decent corner in, it doesn't matter where he's playing. Um, but if he's taking these set-pieces and he's still getting rating points from centre-back, I still think he's a really good pick. And... Apart from these first three fixtures that look quite bad, which they could still go on and get clean sheets in, the rest of the fixtures do look pretty good. So I don't think there's anything wrong with choosing Man United defenders, but I do think Shaw probably is still the best option. Uh, Damo looks all right from uh, left back. Wambasaka is obviously a good good defender, but at right back, it doesn't really get many attacking returns. So obviously, if you're going to go for a block, I don't see a problem with that, to be honest, um, or multiple. But I think Shaw probably would still be the first player I picked in defence at the minute. Right, on to West Ham then. So they have Palace away and City away in the double game week this game week. Um, They just had a 4-0 win against Bournemouth away from home, which was really quite convincing. They have hit form at a really good time. Um, They were unlucky, I think, to... uh, to lose that game against Liverpool so Liverpool won 2-1 against them in the second game of this game week uh, but they are looking pretty good and I would still be considering players from West Ham now because they do have extra fixtures compared to other teams so in May they could have six or seven fixtures depending whether or not they reach the uh, Europa League Conference final compare that to another team uh, with four m- most of the teams have four fixtures so yeah, if they have if they're going to have seven fixtures, uh, it definitely would be worth looking at some of these West Ham players. Bowen, Antonio and even Paqueta at the minute looking pretty good, but um AZ Alkmaar, they they're going to face them in Europa League Conference. And I just had a little look at how AZ are getting on at the minute. Um it looks like they're still potentially fighting for second in the Eurodivisie um and they get a Champions League qualifier place if you could finish second in that division um, so they're still trying to fight for that so they're going to have some tough games coming up and their next game before the West Ham game will be Ajax who are a third I believe so it's still going to be all to play for so it's not like they're going to be uh, rotating heavily resting players for that West Ham game so it could potentially be a tough game leading into that first leg so that's one thing to consider um, I do think West Ham will get through in this one I've just got a good feeling about them in Europe Um, but Bowen is going to be the, the player that I think is the best to target at the minute I've got my eye on Bowen potentially to replace Saka like I said Saka's only going to have the four games in May whereas Bowen could go on to have what eight or nine fixtures left for the remainder of the season uh, or six or seven games in May compared to As four, so yeah, I think that Bowen's probably going to be a good replacement for any Arsenal midfielders you've got potentially. Especially as Arsenal's fixtures are quite difficult, but we will come on to them. Um, And the fixtures for West Ham are looking okay. So Crystal Palace away from home, and then City away from home. They're not the easiest fixtures. I mean, Palace are looking pretty good at the minute, and obviously Man City are an absolute machine. But still, two games, and West Ham can score goals. They can hurt teams. They've got Man United at home, and then they've got AZ Alkmaar in that first leg at home as well. So two home games there. They are two tough home games, but I I would expect them to score in at least one of them, maybe both. Um, But defensively, those first four fixtures, I probably wouldn't be looking at getting a West Ham defender in for, in my opinion anyway. Um, But it does get a bit better towards the end. So then they have Brentford away, AZ away. Leeds at home and Leicester away from home as well so defensively I'd probably be looking towards the tail end of this run but offensively with those midfielders or even attackers if you want to go for like an Antonio I do think this looks like a good run of games and they've got plenty of fixtures so like I said Bowen five points for the game week Uh, it did get a goal disallowed against uh, Liverpool as well which was a really nice finish Um, that ended his streak of attacking returns Um, he had six attacking returns in a row five assists and one goal Uh, would have liked some more goals there if you had him just to get a few extra points but he does look like a really really good option and he's hitting form at the moment Um, and then Antonio he's just been on ridiculous form as well like I thought with with Ings I thought it was probably going to be Ings was the main man and Antonio would be brought in for the games where there's rotation but at the moment, Antonio is now now on as that starting striker at the minute. So he got an assist against uh, Liverpool and a goal against Bournemouth. Ten points for the uh, game week, and then the week before he got eighteen points uh, with two goals and a star man award. So yeah, he's in really really good form. It's too punty for me. Um, I won't be bringing Antonio into my team. I'm pretty set on having the big hitters up front with a. Uh, with a Salah Kane Haaland or a Rashford Salah Haaland combination, that's just the way I like to play it. But if you are chasing, maybe just maybe I I'd still go for the big hitters. But he's up there as an option. They've got the fixtures. Um, Piquetta is having a really good time at the minute. So twenty one points this game week. Um, he got a goal against Liverpool and a goal against Bournemouth, <laughs> he's just, he's looking really, really good, um, three goals, three assists in four games, he's on really, really good form, just, I don't know why I'm just a little bit wary of him, I've i have put him in my teams previously before, he's been quite streaky, um, he's never been quite as good as uh, this run he's on at the minute, he is taking the odd penalty as well, which is kind of strange, West Ham just can't seem to settle on a penalty taker at the minute, but he is there as an option, but I'd definitely just be going for Bowen. If I was going to bring in a West Ham midfielder, it would be Bowen. Um, and I don't think I'd be going for a double up with Bowen and Paquetta. So I'll avoid it, but he needs to be brought up because he has had a really good week, um, or a good couple of weeks. Then on to West Ham defenders. If you did fancy going for West Ham defence, like I said, the first four games looked pretty tough. Uh, the first two game weeks... But Cresswell, Aguard, Zuma and Kufal have started back-to-back uh, fixtures now as the starting backline, and they've done pretty well. So I think that probably would be the most nailed backline. I'm still not fancying their defence, to be honest with you. I don't think I'll be doing it. But if I did, I'd probably go for Zuma or Cresswell um, out of that bunch, just because I think they've got more chance of attacking returns. Um, and for this season, so, um, or before I get on to that, Cresswell and Kufal or Sofal, wherever you want to pronounce it, um, both assisted in that Bournemouth game. So they both got returns. But for the season, Zuma's got two goals, Cresswell's got three assists, and then Sofal's got one assist, and again, has got one goal. So Zuma and Cresswell are looking like the two that could get the most attacking returns. But yeah, it's up to you if you want to go that route with the West Ham defence. I'm not so keen. Right, then on to our last team that's got a double game week. And they've got quite a few fixtures still remaining. That's Brighton. um, A little bit disappointing of late, having a little bit of a wobble. um, But they're still a really, really good team. I think they're just feeling the after effects of that 120 minutes against Man United in the Cup. They've got Wolves at home and then United at home. So two home games. Look pretty good on paper. Wolves have hit a little bit of form. United obviously is going to be a tough one, but they might be out for revenge on them. So, yeah, 0-0 nil, 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 nil draw, and then on to pens where they lost against United. Um, and then they lost 3-1 against Brighton, which was uh, against Forest, sorry, which was a bit of a shock. But they've got eight games remaining for the course of the season and six games in May. So, again, six games in May versus like an Arsenal, who have got four. March, Matoma, McAllister could all still be fairly good options. Um, McAllister and March got ratings in the United game, Matoma got a minus one in that one because he got a booking and then March got a rating in that Forest game where they didn't do too well um, and then McAllister and Matoma both got blanks so on recent form March is looking like the best option, I'm liking Matoma, I don't know what it is, he just he just seems like a better pick in my opinion, Um uh, seems a bit more exciting to own but March is right up there as well I I don't think it can go wrong with either of them if you're looking for someone for a few more extra fixtures but I would just keep a close eye on them because they are having a little bit of a wobble it's one win in four now for Brighton but in that run of four games they probably were or definitely were robbed against Spurs so not as bad as it looks but I'm just a little bit worried they might be a little bit fatigued they've had a lot of games recently they haven't got the biggest squad either um so maybe just keep an eye but they've got a good run so it's Wolves at home Man United at home and Everton at home so it's always good to have home fixtures three home fixtures in a row then they've got Arsenal away Newcastle away Southampton at home Man City at home and Villa away so there are some tough games in there Man United Arsenal Newcastle Man City and even Villa you've got to put Villa in that mix now for being a tough fixture they're looking really good under Emery so Bit of a mixed bag, but they still have got more fixtures than most teams, so they are are ones to consider. Right, then, although these teams don't have double game weeks, it's probably still worth covering them, because they do have quite a few popular picks. So we'll start with my team, Arsenal. I wish I didn't have to do this slide, really, but a 3-3 draw against Southampton. Again, just a really, really disappointing uh, game. Had a run of three draws Liverpool, um, Southampton, and West Ham before that. And I think in isolation, none of them would have been particular particularly bad draws. But to draw all three of them was just, yeah, a real big kick in the teeth. But they're still scoring plenty of goals, but they're just letting in too many. So 3 3 against Southampton uh, Martinelli, Erdegard, and Saka got the goals. Saka and Ben White got the assists. And then against Manchester City, Rob Holding managed to get the goal. And obviously, I want my my team to uh, to do well over my dream team. I would have much rather Arsenal one than Man City, of course. But at the point when we'd already conceded all of those goals and the game was dead, kind of, I kind of just would have taken the City clean sheet. So for Rob Holding to go and score that goal. And then I don't know who he was doing it to, but as he ran off, he winked at someone as well. Just absolute trolling from Rob Holding there. Crossard um, assisted that one. Arsenal now seven games without a clean sheet. So I think we'd been mentioning it well, well in advance that this run for Arsenal was poor. And without Saliba, it was going to look even worse. And yeah, that just shows it. Seven games without a clean sheet for Arsenal. Um, But they have scored 11 goals in four games. Which, considering they've not won any of those games, is just ridiculous. That just shows how many goals we are actually conceding. So, scored 11 in four games and not won one of them. Um, So, the goals are still there. So, Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, um, all very good options still. Or could be good options still. But the thing that concerns me is the lack of fixtures. So, just four fixtures in May... And then the games are looking really tough as well. So, I mean, on paper, Chelsea looks tough. Chelsea at home. It hasn't been a tough fixture this uh, this season, to be honest with you. But I still just think they could easily put it out of the bag. We thought Southampton didn't look like a tough game on paper and they turned up. So, yeah, Chelsea at home. Newcastle away. That game worries me. Newcastle away. Brighton at home as well. So, Three really tough fixtures to start off with. And then Forest away and Wolves at home towards the end. So two good games towards the end. But Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton. I'm not really fancying any of those fixtures at a minute. We're decent at home. Decent-ish. Chelsea, Brighton. Still could be plenty of goals. But don't touch the defence. And to be honest, I do think at this point in the season now, there are better options than the Arsenal midfielders. So I would personally be moving off. I was going to keep any of them. It would be Saka, um, but I'm just looking now, and the, oppor- the opportunity is there for like a Bowen. And with those extra fixtures, I do think Bowen's going to outscore Saka, um, or even like a Grealish. If you haven't got an extra Man City midfielder in there, um, Grealish could have a potential eleven games versus Saka's five, or Bowen could have nine games versus Saka's five. So, yeah, I think I'd be moving Saka on. To be fair, and Probably all Arsenal, there. all Arsenal players, really. But not to be doom and gloom. Um, if you've got loads of other things you need to fix, maybe keeping Saka, maybe keeping guard isn't the end of the world. But if you haven't got many big problems to solve, I would be moving them on. The only only caveat that I would make um, is that this team has been really good at coming like coming back from adversity and bouncing back I know the last few games have been pretty bad but bear in mind most of us haven't got transfers left to burn at this point of the month you could just wait and see how that Chelsea game goes if Arsenal bounce back and score four against Chelsea for example and don't concede four, um you may just want to give them another chance uh, going into May but yeah like I said the fixtures are a problem I forgot to add, obviously Chelsea are in the equation. Um, They have five fixtures left, I think it is. But no, I'm lying, they're not in the equation at all. I I wouldn't be picking any Chelsea players at this point. Um, They've been absolutely dreadful. Um, So on to Newcastle, who have been much, much better. Uh, Southampton at home is their next fixture, which looks good on paper, but wasn't so good for Arsenal. Um, But Newcastle have just been so weird recently. So the start of the season being this really a pragmatic team that kept clean sheets and got the wins. They're getting the wins now, but they're scoring six goals, five goals, four goals, and letting in one goal at least every game. So they're not keeping clean sheets at all, but they've got a 6-1 win against Spurs, a 4-1 win against Everton, and they've got six games remaining now to the end of the season. And there's some nice fixtures there as well. So Southampton at home, Arsenal at home, Leeds away, Brighton at home, Leicester at home and Chelsea away on the last game of the season. So they've gone from having a solid defence to pretty much all-out attack at the minute. Um, These are just some of their point scorers from this game week. So Isak got two goals and 13 points. Wilson got a goal in the first game, two goals in the second game. So he's finished on 26 game week points. Joe Willock, he's chipping in, two assists. Joe Linton got a goal in both games. Murphy, two goals in the first game and a goal in the second game. And he's just someone I wanted to put up there. Like, if you are really struggling for budget, it's one million. Um, so three goals this game week, and it costs just one million. Um, I, I wouldn't normally recommend him, but if you really are struggling to get player you want or a combination or that big front free, Murphy at one million is a bit of a bargain there just the three points from Kieran Trippier though really gone off the boil the last uh few game weeks to be fair they're not keeping the clean sheets and he's not getting the rating points as as much as he was um it's probably pretty difficult for him to get star man um in these games where they're scoring four goals and six goals um before when they were keeping clean sheets and not conceding many and not scoring that many either he was getting those rating points and star man points all of the time. But yeah, you've got no chance when Wilson's getting 26 uh, points in the game week. And then Fabian Share got two assists as well in that first game. Um, and I think he got a goal chalked off last night as well. So you had Fabian Share, you'd have been gutted with that last one. But he's still were getting some returns there. Spurs, it's still, it's it's only been Harry Kane all season to be fair. There's a few players that we started out with early on. We thought there could be some bargains there, but it's just been Harry Kane really all season. Um, they face Liverpool in their one fixture, and it's away from home at Anfield, so I do worry about Spurs for that for that game. Um, Newcastle 6, Tottenham 1, and then, to be fair, they did fight back in that 2-0, uh, from 2-0 from against United. It wasn't looking very good to start with. They've got five games remaining. On paper, they look okay, but they've just been so inconsistent. So I would only say Harry Kane. Um, Liverpool away, Crystal Palace at home, Villa away, Brentford at home, and then Leeds away. So Kane could still could still haul in some of those games. He got the star man against United when Rashford got a goal and an assist. But Harry Kane... Loves getting those who-scored ratings. Um, so he got the star man for just getting his assist. He got a goal and a rating against Newcastle despite them getting hammered. And it was a really good goal as well, to be fair. So 18 points from a game week where they've drawn two all and lost 6-1. is a really decent return still. Um, 26 goals for the season and six assists. So again, Mr. Consistent. He is still doing it on a dream team level. The debate really is going to be for Kane. Kane, Rashford, Salah. Who, what's your pairing that goes with Haaland, in my opinion? It's a tough debate. Obviously, I said that um, Rashford's got the most fixtures. Salah's got one fixture over Kane. I've got Kane in my team at the minute. But I think if I am going to bring Rashford in, it likely will be for Kane, potentially. But I wouldn't feel too comfortable doing it because they have got a really good run here. That is everything for this episode. So, thank you very much for watching. Good luck this game week. If you've enjoyed the video, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Sun Dream Team content. And if you're listening on Spotify, do please give us a follow on there. Good luck, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.